You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. I'm Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. We're bringing you the most complete and hilarious Yanks chat you'll find anywhere. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast, courtesy of Fansight. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. Uh, huge week for Yankee baseball. We promised you on Monday's pod that we would be talking about game action when we got back into it on Wednesday. We are not doing that. The Yankees got rained out on Tuesday. They're playing a doubleheader on Wednesday, doubleheader on Friday, doubleheader on Sunday. Uh, the season, remember when the 60-game season used to make sense? Uh, not really. You don't really remember that? Well, now it super doesn't. Uh, Thomas is here with me to talk about this, uh, but make sure everybody, uh, if you like what you're hearing, if you want to hear more about Yankees baseball, if you want live action uh, and you want to actually talk about things you care about, please review us on Apple podcasts, uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, leave us those five-star reviews and those mailbag questions. We will be getting to them in a future episode. And remember to share your memories of Yankee stadium and road games uh for yanks to the memory yanks for the memories in uh future episodes thomas uh the yankees are undefeated since we last spoke it's, it's pretty great yeah it's awesome uh no baseball um for now five days and then we're just going to be we're going to be overloaded with baseball now uh before we get into our first topic which i'll touch upon in a second um we have 37 games in 35 days coming up um once again this is major league baseball's fault uh, because, you know, as we did some complaining about the schedule last night, I'd say considering September is now an absolute mess because of a couple of makeups we got to do there. Uh, the MLB didn't even plan for like one extra week to just be like, all right, you know, someone's probably going to get COVID and we're going to have to delay a little bit. We'll make it look at the Cardinals. I mean, and look at the the best example, I guess, is, the Yankees haven't even haven't even, this hasn't been their fault. They've been affected by the Mets getting infected and the Marlins getting infected. Um, and same thing with the Cubs. 
who got screwed after the Cardinals got infected um, and had to play five games in three days, which why would anybody want to do that? And how is that, you know, how is that at all conducive to, to going on a win streak or, you know, keeping your guys healthy and well-rested? It's not. Once again, Major League Baseball's fault. We'll slam them more in a little bit, but I think we have a little bit of Yankees drama to talk about, and it's not the trade deadline. It's J.A. Happ, baby. Calling out the Yanks uh, during yesterday's media session before the Braves game was supposed to start, before it got rained out. Um, he didn't directly call them out. He had a nice little, nice little indirect quote here uh, telling the reporters that they're smart enough to figure out why he's not stepping on the mound every five days um and to mr hap i think they're smart enough to know you're not on the mound every five days because you're just not pitching that great over the last couple of years um but he is more so taking the route of the vesting option in which he will earn 17 million dollars in 2021 if he manages to make 10 starts this year or pitch over 60 innings the previous before the season got uh uh, cut down to 60 games was uh, 27 starts or 165 innings. Both of those at that point were kind of a pipe dream as well for Hap, uh, based on his uh, 4.91 ERA in 31 games last year. Uh, what's to say about all this? This is why it's so hard to do good business in 2020. Like it, it's smart business not starting Jay Hap in, in these games. He's going to make his fourth start of the season, right? Uh, this week against the Mets, he's finally going to get to four. Uh, Garrett Cole is going to have made seven starts in the team's first, you know, 25 or so games. That's good business. You know, anytime you can use the schedule to your advantage to start Garrett Cole more often than Jay Happ proportionally, you've, you've done something right, actually. So it's unfortunate that Happ is upset about this. And of course he is. He, he wants a large chunk of money due to him if he hits these certain thresholds that he is not going to approach in free agency. He, he's a candidate, if he doesn't hit these vesting options, to be one of those guys who isn't signed through June next year. Like I don't think there are a lot of teams that are trying to throw large chunks of money at, it, at regressive Jay Happ, who, you know, for better or worse, all the sort of peripherals were trending downwards in 2018. We were blinded. Snack for good with Ohio-made, all-natural, super-tender Charkey Jerky Company Beef Jerky, now featuring Killian's Vintage with limited-edition packaging designed by 12-year-old Killian, avid golfer and patient champion, Nationwide Children's Hospital. Now available at select Giant Eagle locations at the Memorial Tournament presented by Workday May 30th through June 4th and online at www.charkeyjerky.com. Proceeds of Killian's Vintage benefit Nationwide Children's Hospital and kids like Killian by the fact that he was just this this wily veteran who had a great track record of beating the Red Sox and who definitely down the stretch sort of pitched to the best of his own ability. And it was awesome. And I think all of us would take uh, 2018 Jay Happ when he was 7-0 in the ERA and the twos starting game one of the division series. Uh, the new baseball and his aging curve sort of caught up with each other exactly in 2019. And he can't keep the ball in the ballpark anymore. He averages over four home runs per nine innings. It's untenable. And like you said, uh, 165 innings was kind of a pipe dream, but it would have been way easier for the Yankees to keep him on some semblance of a normal schedule and still not hit 165 innings, right? He could have been at, he could have made 20 starts and hit 140 something innings and felt like he had a representative year under his belt. Uh, but now that there's the 60 game schedule, the marks have been, 
downgraded so hard and it's it's crazy it's you know they are definitely skipping Hap in part to keep him away from the 2021 roster but it's also good managing to keep Jay Hap away from the 2021 roster and the 2020 season he, he's not performing he beat the Red Sox that's great uh, the Red Sox want to lose more often than they want to win at this point um, and the two starts prior to that were, were abysmal and the kind of starts to make you question whether someone belongs in the major leagues so anytime you have the chance to use Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka more often than Jay Happ, you are going to do that. It's amazing how often the Yankees would manage to get Cole into the first chunk of the season, considering how deviated their schedule has been from the norm that they expected. It's fine for Happ to be upset. Uh, it's fine. I, it's even fine for Happ to wink at the assembled media and let them know that he knows what's going on. But bottom line, if this were, you know, a previous era, this all would have gone under the radar. I don't think a reporter would have written about Hap's snarky comments and wink, wink structure. Everybody knows what's going on. But bottom line, it's not to screw Jay Hap. It's to fix the rotation as best they can. And it's going to be harder to do that without James Paxton. Correct. And like you said, if you're going to have more opportunities to pitch Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka, guess who's getting the ball? over anybody in the rotation, not just Jay Happ. Um, and these kind of these schedule delays have allowed the Yankees to position themselves to get these guys on the mound more. Um, and Happ is the odd guy out, whether it's a, whether you want to look at it as a contract conspiracy or a performance issue, a vesting option is essentially a team option just on, you know, steroids a little bit to help the player uh, convince the front office that he's going to be, uh, suitable for that next year's deal. If Jay Happ was pitching fine, this this wouldn't even be a conversation. He'd be we'd be throw. Why wouldn't we be throwing him out there if he was pitching well? There's no reason for it. And secondly, who knows if he might meet the thresholds? Now we have thirty. We have uh, what, what did I even say? Thirty-seven games in thirty-five days. And now, which we're about to talk about, the rotation is completely screwed. We don't know who's going to be starting. How many games can you bullpen at this point? We might see Hap out there every five days from this point forward, and he could come close to reaching reaching the, the threshold for the vesting option. But at this point, if he's going to be upset, I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. Probably not great optics to call out your team when, uh, you know, there's been enough crap going on with the injury troubles and all this other nonsense, uh, you know, getting swept by the Rays. It's all the, the media surrounding the Yankees right now has not been good. So, you know, calling them out via the media is, is, is not the greatest of ideas, especially when you're underperforming to a large extent. Like you said, yes, he beat the Red Sox, but he got battered by the O's and the Phillies, both okay offenses. But, you know, you had, you had a, a few chances to, to not, you know, start off the season like that. And now that we have all these backups and we have a B lineup, they can't afford to go down three nothing by you know three four nothing by the second inning. It's just it, it it's it's not going to work. You can't put this you can't put this version of the offense in a hole. Maybe if you know the team is fully ready to go, um, but you know moving forward, we don't know what we're going to be able to see from him because you know the rotation is going to be very very complicated to at least diagnose over the next however many days because we have three double headers before uh, by Sunday. What's the rotation going to look like? Yeah, and Hap did blow sizable leads in those Orioles and Phillies games. They, they staked him to a 5 nothing first inning lead in the O's game. It was 5-4 yep. in the blink of an eye. 3 uh, nothing in the Phillies game in the third inning of a 7-inning doubleheader. Couldn't hold that. 
And he, he didn't blow that game by hard contact. He, he blew that by walking the Phillies around the bases, which it's, if you are Jay Happ and your stuff's already diminished and you're giving up home run balls at an accelerated rate, throw strikes. It, the least you can do is make them put the ball in play. If the outcome is, is negative, then fine. Then, then that's what happened. But you, you cannot be dancing around these hitters. That, that's bad pitching. That's not, you know, circumstances. That's, yeah, and then he threw that meatball to Bryce, who literally hit it out of the stadium. Yeah, that, that's just being unable to control your game. And the least a veteran pitcher should be doing is managing the game properly. But, yes, you mentioned the rotation coming up. Uh, it's going to be – like, they're they're not – they haven't called up Clark Schmidt, and they don't seem like they want to. It's going to be really hard to not call him up this weekend. Uh, the Yanks are going with Cole and Tanaka in the doubleheader on Wednesday. They get Thursday off. Uh, doubleheader Friday, doubleheader Sunday – Currently, those games are started by Jordan Montgomery, game one on Friday, theoretically, game two, question marks, uh, half goes Saturday, and then both games of the doubleheader on, on Sunday are question marks. Uh, there's there's nobody to fill those spots. There's only so many people in the bullpen, and, and by the way, the bullpen has to come in at the end of these games, too. That's that's what a bullpen does, so you, you also need bullpen arms to pitch after the starters have, have left the game, even though they're seven, eight games. Uh, I don't think any of us are expecting uh straight complete games from the starting rotation uh so you, you've got Loisaga, you've got michael king you got nick nelson uh some combination of those people have to pitch three doubleheader games unless you make a move for schmidt or you use miguel yahure to start a game there's the math doesn't work if the game hadn't been rained out yesterday you could bring cole back on regular rest on sunday uh and and sunday looks a little more normal but now there, there's just emptiness. There, there's there's holes that cannot be filled by the current personnel. And I guess we'll see what the Yankees do. But seven innings versus nine innings does not solve this. Uh, changing doubleheader length from nine to seven does not uh, uncover a mysterious starting pitcher that you can now also use. That's not a part of the 2020 rulebook. So there, there are not men for these roles. There, there simply are not guys. I think the the silver lining here is hopefully Cole can go seven tomorrow and in a dream scenario, Tanaka can do the same. I mean, I'm sorry, today. Today at four, Cole's pitching. Tonight at seven, Tanaka's pitching. If we can get Cole to just pitch the freaking entire game, that would be awesome. Tanaka, I mean, you got to go five or six and then just leave it to the big guns right at the end there. Um and like you, but you know, they're not going to be on regulars rest Sunday. So who knows what happens? I think, you know, we're playing the Mets just, just, I think one game you go Holder, Sessa, Brooks, Krisky, and just, just those three guys, just let it be for, for one of those double headers, I guess on Friday, and then maybe do that again on Sunday, just so you could preserve the bullpen in, in some capacity. Um, especially with Britain down where there's going to be a lot more, there's going to be a lot more work to be done, especially with all of these, uh, all of these extra games coming up in, in over the weekend. Um, and with the seven innings, the, like the, you have to look at it at least like if you have a competent guy going out there, you're not going to have to tax the bullpen. And if you do have to tax the bullpen, start the game off with, a few of these guys that, you know, you would rather not use in high leverage situations. As I just mentioned, you can even, you know, who knows what they're doing with Jonathan Luizaga, but, you know, maybe start him one game against the Mets and see if he can go three innings. I'm not a fan of it, but at this point, because I like, like we talked about, I'm much more of the crowd who wants him in high leverage single inning situations. 
but it, it seems like his role is kind of going to kind of be up in the air based on everything that's happening now. Maybe throw him for three innings and then diagnose what's happening in the game. Are we up six, nothing? Are we getting crushed? What's the deal? And then you can make the moves there. But the key today is going to be Cole and Tanaka being able to weather the storm against this Braves offense, which is kind of on fire right now. Um, not an easy task for either of them, uh, especially Tanaka. But that's what, that's what, I think that's plain and simple. That's what we're going to need today. And, you know, Hap is going to start a couple of these two. Hap is going to start a few games over the next week. So if he wants to if he wants to make up for what's been done or back up his comments, then now's the time to maybe throw a seven-inning complete game, right? If Hap is so upset, then why don't we just start Hap both halves of Sunday's doubleheader? Just <laughs> 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 two starts in one gets day. Two, gets two starts. Yeah, hit that vesting option, you know, quell a little bit of this discontent. Uh, yeah, I, I there, you, you know, when you're not a fan of Luizaga starting and throwing three innings. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Fandom's out the window at this point. We don't, I can't advocate for a plan. There's not people. Like, I think, I'm. you know, it's the Mets. You can't look past the Mets, even though the Marlins just shut them out in a doubleheader. Uh, The Yanks have a doubleheader with the Orioles next week. The Orioles bash. Uh, the Yankees September is weird. Uh, the Blue Jays are playing 500 ball right now. We play them 10 times in September. Uh, nobody's bad. The The Red Sox are the worst team in the AL East still. Um, we only play them three more times. So the schedule break that I guess we hope to be getting with the Orioles and Blue Jays, you're not playing, you know, you're not playing the Rays 10 times, but you're playing solid teams throughout September. So this Yankees team needs to get healthy and it needs to get the timing right. And the timing is conspiring against them right now. There's, there's nothing we can do to stop the schedule ball from rolling down the mountain. Uh, when the game was postponed on Tuesday after like 11 minutes of rain delay, like it doesn't get funnier than that. It was like, of course it was supposed to rain a little bit pregame and then clear up during the game. And then the game seven ten. you know, it's delayed at seven Oh five. And then by seven twenty, it's outright canceled. And it's like, are you, I mean, Come on, guys. We, we, the meteorologist didn't know this. This is like a huge curveball. We, we couldn't have canceled this earlier in the afternoon, at least. Like we, we had to, we had to get right up into the start time, and then suddenly, you know, grand plans are, are ruined. Uh, it stinks. Um, but the, yeah, the Yankees play the Blue Jays a ton. The Jays don't really have that much pitching either. Those could be bash fests. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see. But there's no more planning. There's nothing that can be done. You just need a lot of next men up to step up. Yeah, this will this it's all gonna be on Boone. This is where this is where managing comes in. Uh, this is where he's gonna have to make his best judgment in situations that are, you know, he's gotta be on his toes. Um, not really kind of where you wanna be when you are uh, the skipper of a team who's dealing with all this turnover due to injuries and all these other pitching issues, but this is what you get paid for, and this is what you got to do. And for God's sake, please just keep putting out lineups where we have the most 
where we have the best hitters and the best chance to win. Last night, Judge was out. I understood. Judge was out in the field. He was DH. He wasn't playing in the field. I get that. They wanted to be cautious because it was raining, but Clint Frazier has to be in the lineup. Brett Gardner cannot be in the lineup. He's batting 164. If you want to pinch it him later, that's fine. But, and I know Clint's not exactly hot. He's two for his last 16 after his torrid start after getting called up, but we need the the middle infield. I I love Estrada and Wade, but the middle infield is Estrada and Wade. That's, you know, that's a no offense, a big downgrade from, from Glaber and LeMayhew. Um, so we need the big guns, especially against the Braves. We need to, you know, I know we beat the Braves twice. It's not going to be easy to beat them twice again, but we can't be having Clint sitting and, um, they called Andujar back up. I don't know why, why that was the move. I, I really don't We have, we have five outfielders already. Why do we, why do we need more? Schmidt should have been the move. Everybody knows that. We don't know if, you know, he's capable of going deep into games as a starter, but you know, the, the pitching staff needs help as it is. So I think we might see him soon based on whatever happens because of this, uh, this giant slate of games in such a short amount of time, but please just try to make, try to just not make crazy bullpen decisions that we saw last week against the Rays and make sure we have the best lineup possible. We could put out each and every night with, you know, the guys that we have, because it's, we're not, we're not exactly swimming in, uh, in uh, all the top talent we have right now. Yeah, Clint returning to Georgia, too. Just, like, give Clint the, yeah. the Atlanta games. He's probably going to have a great time. Uh, yeah, I'll do the one final Schmidt thing. Like, the, the service time, I hate these little service time ticky-tack arguments. You, you are basically saying we have so much faith in this person that we're going to need to re-sign them in seven years. Like, okay, if they're that great, bring them up now, deal with it then. Uh, and pitching prospects flame more flame out more often than not. We're not talking about Chris Bryant. We're not talking about a third baseman who's going to test free agency on a $300 million contract. Uh, use Clark Schmidt now. Worry about his uh, free agent prospects in, in 2026. How about that? Um, and then I guess before we sign off today, um, got to touch on these latest trade rumor updates a little bit. Uh, it's moving fast. I, the Yankees are probably going to make a deal for starting pitching uh, in the next couple of days. The targets that are, you know, pie in the sky, like Trevor Bauer, who's going to upset the apple cart. Uh, he and Garrett Cole, Narens, uh, and Mike Clevenger, Zach, please, those guys. I mean, there, there's a lot of speculation about big names that feel like they're never going to move. That's Clevenger to me. Kind of feel like they're stoking the trade fires. And then it, it, I don't know in what world Mike Clevenger just goes at the deadline for, for pain. It's going to be really costly if he does. We pitched a lot of exciting trades on Monday. Uh, that I don't think is what we're going to get. It's sort of uh, winding down and becoming more and more realistic uh, that the Yanks, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a reason. We've heard so much about Brian Cashman and the Mariners in the last week or so. And there's a reason that we are now hearing the Yankees are interested in Taiwan Walker and Kevin Gossman uh, of the Giants. And, and Kevin Gossman's high school coach is now giving interviews about how Gossman can handle New York. Uh, for some reason, I think that's pretty far down the pike in terms of the trade being, you know, having legs. I don't think if it's just a rumor, I don't think we approach Kevin Gossman's high school mentor and ask him to talk about Kevin Gossman. Uh, so there's cl- clearly something there. Uh, Gossman, by the way, his high school catcher was Greg Bird. Uh, that sucks. And that's something you <laughs> every time the Yankees played the Orioles for like five years 
and now he's probably going to fall into our, our laps in our backyard. Uh, Thomas, I mean, there's not much to say. Uh, do, do you like Walker or Gossman better? Do you like either of these guys? I mean, these are these are five starters. Nope, don't want them. Uh, the only move is Clevenger, and I'm not paying that price for him. As we saw, they wanted, I believe, uh, an outfielder, um, like an outfielder plus a bat plus a pitcher and then a, a, pros- a top prospect or two. Uh, not doing it. He's under control. I guess he's under control for two more years, which is great, but um, not, uh, we, we need a guy who has postseason experience um, who can give us that second start in, in the playoffs or that third start based on whatever happens. Remember the playoffs are extended this year. So we're going to need a couple more uh, guys to, to tow the rubber and um, give us an effective outing. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Paxton. Uh, hopefully Tanaka's back up to speed by then and doesn't continue to deal with issues. So right now, um, I'm only confident in Garrett Cole. Um, I'm not, not confident in Tanaka. I just don't know, you know, he still has, he still has to work himself back up. So I don't know what the situation is going to be come October. Um, I think the move, the, the move is not these tertiary guys. Um, if you want to just, you know, add to the rotation for the sake of adding to the rotation. Yes. That's, I guess that's what you do, but this is not the championship move. Um, as we talked about, I think Max Scherzer is the championship move, but I don't know if the Nationals are going to want to move him. Um, and I would pay the premium for Max Scherzer. I'm not paying the premium for Mike Clevenger. And um, I think we got to get a little bit more aggressive if these are the moves we're going to make because I don't want to be surrendering prospects for a number four or five starter who might not be uh, going out there every single playoff series. That's my, that's my opinion. Yeah, Clevenger, it's just like, it's not a fit. Like, it's going to be expensive, and it doesn't make any sense. There are some people that aren't meant to be Yankees, and Sunshine with his, like, long hair and tattoos and breaking of COVID protocols, like, it's, I don't know why we need to squeeze that into the locker room. Like, a lot of of Yankee trade doctors are just like, bring bring me Clev, bring me Bauer. Like, okay, like, you're the $324 million pitcher on the Yankees hates Trevor Bauer. Who, who like harasses college students online and, and like female sports writers like and ruin the world series for the indians i don't want that guy he fucked me ruin a baseball on a drone. The wall in kansas city yeah. last year. like legitimately is always like one second away from being thrown off and i'm sure even if i don't at him and even though this is 25 minutes into this podcast trevor bauer is going to find out that i trashed him on a podcast that he didn't listen to because that's who trevor bauer is so like that fine like if you just yeah it, it's it's like the anti-analytics people that also skew in the opposite direction of just like, I don't care. I care about nothing. Bring me Trevor Bauer and Clevenger. Okay, great. Like those, those, neither of those seem like they work at all. And Clevenger's probably not going anywhere. Um, I, I am in favor of Walker or Gossman simply because we need bot, like somebody needs to be the question mark, question mark, question mark. And I'd rather start Taiwan Walker than, uh, you know, Brooks Krisky and Luis Sessa in these doubleheader games. I don't think these are impactful moves. I don't think we're going to think about these moves often. But I do think they, they literally need someone to toe the slab. And I'd be more excited about Walker than Gossman. And I'd be more excited about either of those dudes and Luis Sessa. So there you go. Uh, not very exciting. Hopefully we have better and more interesting trade rumors when we see you again on Friday. That's it for this weekend's, uh, this weekend, that's it for this Wednesday's episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Uh, Hopefully there is baseball to talk about and nothing, no shenanigans on Wednesday. Let's just get these games played. Um, You can can review us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, 
please give us some listens there and drop your knowledge. We want to hear from you and we want to talk mailbag cues. If you love Trevor Bauer and Mike Clevenger, please come to fight. We are ready for the battle. Uh, until next time, I am Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Also, we're running the fan-sided account at GangsGoYardFS. Hit us up there, too. Yeah, hey, you'll find us there, too, by the way, if you want to talk. Talk with us. All right. Uh, see you guys on Friday. Let's hope for some dubs and some baseball to make some semblance of sense. Goodbye, everybody. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Eh, don't worry, I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.